This is a podcast by The Straits Times and Money FM 89.3. Stocks of over the counter medications such as Panadol, cough and cold, and Decolgen are running low at some pharmacies here, and I'm sure you've noticed this as well. I went into a pharmacy this morning, I couldn't find any of these things. I always stash my medication at yeah. home until they expire. But anyway, non prescription drugs have been flying off the shelves as more COVID 19 patients opt to self medicate. While more easily transmitted, the current dominant Omicron variant is, of course, less severe than the Delta one, with those infected suffering fever, sore throat and cough, nevertheless. But Zakir Hussein, Singapore editor at The Straits Times, has been watching this story. He joins us on the line today to tell us more. Now, Zakir, we just mentioned how some of us have been to the pharmacy lately and you see all these shelves empty. We know that over-the-counter medicines to treat fever, cough and cold, all in short supply, even at online stores, not just at the physical brick-and-mortar pharmacies. So how severe exactly is this shortage? So I think it depends what you're looking for. I had a look after lunch today and, you know, the shelves at the Guardian were stocked with some of these medicines. But I did notice that there's no supply of some of the stronger types. So if you wanted Panadol Extra, yep, it was not in stock. If you wanted the stronger brand of Decolgen, that was out. But there was lots of Panadol around, generic Panadol, even house brand Panadol, which I was surprised was still at a very competitive price. When you're talking about house brand Panadol, drugstore brand paracetamol are still available. So not just particular brands that are more popular are in short supply, but other brands are available. Is that what you're saying? That's right. Yeah. Okay. So this is a good sign or not that people are self-medicating at home for COVID-19 because, well, we all know the Omicron variant is less severe. So I guess they're not having to go to the doctor or the hospital and straining the medical system. That's right. Yeah. And I think one factor that could have been behind this is also the fact that, you know, the flu subsidies at PHPC clinics have, have sort of tapered off. You know, so I think some folks might think twice about just rushing to the GP at the slightest sign of a sniffle. Mm. Mm. So while you don't inundate the healthcare system, which is a good thing, you are nevertheless falling <laughs> ill. And a lot of workplaces have actually given me some feedback, you know, as I meet my clients, that a lot of their staff are down with COVID. That's While true. not severe, they're not being hospitalized. It is affecting work. It certainly is affecting productivity. So what exactly do you think we ought to be expecting as we move forward here? Does the Ministry of Health have any insights on how far this might go? So I think we're not quite clear yet at the moment, I'd say. But if you talk about, you know, existing measures, right, like Mm. relaxing the rules on mask wearing and all that, it seems that last week they said that there are no plans to relax these rules just yet, given the uncertainty over the nature of new variants that may be emerging. And at the same time, I think you still have a pool of very young persons who I think are not vaccinated just yet, although that might change in a few months. This podcast is available on our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Like us and rate us. And now, back to our podcast episode. Speaking of these measures, Zakir, so there are no indication that we're changing or updating the measures here in Singapore yet, not even after the U.S. CDC announced new guidelines that won't require social distancing or isolation anymore in the U.S. That's right, yeah. So we're being more cautious. 
I think we're being more cautious. Mm. And even though, you know, the experts might suggest maybe some of this is over caution. I think mask wearing something people really have been fairly used to. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't mind having my mask on, especially <laughs> in public. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you I, have that choice I still. I like the anonymity now. <laughs> yeah. No, no. But, but I think if, if you were to just take a walk on the streets, for mm. instance, mm. easily one in two persons is still masked up, even though there is no need to. But you know, some right, experts right. are going further, right? And they're saying there's actually no need to continue enforcing mandatory mask wearing indoors mm. either. As well. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Isn't <laughs> that going a little too far, considering that this is a highly transmissible variant? that we're seeing and while you may not have a severe case of COVID as a result you will be ill who wants to be ill right I miss work and you know it has repercussions on productivity and the economy as a whole Yep, I agree. But I get the sense, I'm not sure you do, that you know, maybe a lot of people are even in indoor settings, say social indoor settings, right? Gathering among friends and so on. Mm-hmm. There are no size limit, you know. It's just that if you're on a public bus or in a public office or a space, that's, you know, people, you're not so comfortable with people who you might not know whether they're ill or not. There's, I think even if you were to remove the rule, most people might still wear They will wear still wear mask. their mask because as a responsible person, you need to not, even if you don't want to protect yourself, you need to protect people you live with, especially those That's who right, yep. are living with more vulnerable people, right? It's another layer of protection anyway. That's right. That's right. And I think, you know, globally around the world, we've seen some cases, actually. There's been some societies where mask wearing indoors was kind of removed mm-hmm. and they're now slapped on this rule again. One must, however, give the experts the benefit of the doubt. Is there good reason for them to say there's no need to continue enforcing this, mask wearing indoors in particular? I think maybe from the studies, they've looked at the data on severity of infections. It might seem that the impact is really minimal given we're all generally vaccinated, if not boosted once, boosted twice. Mm. I guess they sense it it wouldn't really drive Mm. the number of cases up. Okay, one last thing, Zakir. Do you have any information on the second booster? Because we've been hearing that uh, booster shots that will be able to protect against Omicron will be coming in. Production will be completed mm-hmm. and ready for delivery by about October globally. Any update for us here in Singapore? So we've not heard anything just yet, but I'd imagine that if it's ready globally by October, I think by the end of the year, and I think certainly before Christmas, we might be able to get enhanced boosters. Clearly by then, you know, I think kids under five can also be vaccinated. Also, one last thing, Zakir, and this is something that we started off the interview with. How soon can we expect supplies of those over-the-counter medications to recover and stabilize? I think some of the major changes have said, you know, it's really a matter of weeks. So I think by the end of August, I think some of these supplies would be able to be in. I think one factor to bear in mind is that, you know, the major chains in Singapore, Fairprice, Dairy Farm, tend to budget a certain stockpile of some of these medications. You know, the shortages on the shelves could be a case of the supplies not actually being cleared or them not actually releasing all that they have at one go. But generally, for a key basket of essential items, whether it's rice, whether it's medicines, whether it's UHT milk cartons, there tends to be a few months stockpile at least somewhere in Singapore. All right, let's hope it all becomes more visible to the rest of us as time wears on. Thank you very much for that, Zakir. Zakir Hussain, Singapore editor at The Straits Times. Thanks for joining us. The SG Extra podcast is also available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Like us and rate us.